It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Let me tell you who I am. I am a survivor, a teenage mother, a welfare recipient, and a woman. I am a teacher, life coach, minister, lawyer, and author. I've had my share of breakups, breakdowns, and breakthroughs. I did my work and put my life back together piece by piece. I am Ianla Van Zandt, and I am here to help you do your work. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good. Good to see oh, you. Thanks for coming, Miss Angela. <laughs> it is said that the fruit never falls far from the tree that bears it, so before meeting with Hazel, I've invited her mother, Angela, in so that I can get a clear idea of Miss Hazel's foundation. Talk to me about Mama to Mama, about mm. why you're here today. Hazel, you know, she, you know, her name is Erica by birth, so I refer to her that. Erica. But that's her name. She's my ride or die, somebody I could count on, support. Hazel is a little different person. You know, I think she got on reality TV, and I think the first few seasons she did well. She was able to separate that from her real life and who she is and knowing that, you know, at some point you become a character and you become who you're gonna get portrayed as. So when did you notice that Erica had Change. become Hazel E? This season, mostly. She says, Mom, I'm misunderstood. You know, these girls on the show have been bullying me, they've been doing this, 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 that, and the other. And she said, and I made a statement and I called some girls some black ABs. And she said, because I am light-skinned, I'm getting told that I can't say that. Listen to this. I'm tired of all these monkey-looking dark butts coming for my pretty ass. Mama, there's some real problems here. As a mom, I want to warn you, it's going to fall in your lap. And it may not be anything you did or didn't do. It may just be her experience and perception of what you did and what you didn't do, mm -hmm. of what you said and what you didn't say, mm -hmm. of who you are and who you're not. Mm -hmm. It may just be her experience and her perception of it mm -hmm. because she's got her model for womanhood after you. Mm -hmm. But there's something broke in that model that a woman, mm -hmm. that a woman would present herself that way in the world. Right. Okay, so let's go back then because I believe if you want to know the end, look at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the beginning. Tell me about your pregnancy with her. Uh, I was pregnant in high school. My mother 
or supportive. My father was a little embarrassed. Yeah. He made me get married. Did you made you get, get married. You're gonna at 17. Uh-huh. Did you want to have a baby? I guess the answer would be no, because okay. it wasn't my intention Look, to be right, pregnant right. at that point. Okay, I'm just looking for the beginning. No heat, no judgment. Mm -hmm. If you weren't pregnant, would you have married Hazel's father? No. Okay. And, uh, and then he got killed on a motorcycle. So she didn't know him? No. Okay. So my dad was really her mostly dad. her dad, <laughs> you know. Did she ever ask about her father? She does. She does. How old was she when she asked about him? Um, probably about five. About five. But he was a pretty popular guy, so she would hear, oh, you're, you know, Anthony, little girl, you look just like him, you know. So she would hear that, because she mm -hmm. looks, she doesn't look like me, she looks exactly like him. Really? Yeah. Okay. And she's got a lot of his ways. Okay. <laughs> so, Such ass. I mean, her laugh. The same laugh, haunting, same laugh. Some of the way she thinks, you know. Um, Such as? He was a live fast, die young kind of guy. Although Hazel never really knew her father, that brash, carefree attitude her mother spoke of is very clearly presenting itself in her life as well as in her work. Are you familiar with your daughter's lyrics? Oh, yeah. And her song? So let me ask you. What part of this do you think? Read that for me. The whole thing? Yeah. Okay, pop my butt, pop, pop my butt, pop my butt, pop, pop my butt. Pretty girl, pretty girl, yeah, bitch. I'm on six shots of Patron, yeah, bitch. I'm in the zone, popping my butt, and he get a little feel. Okay, so when you hear your daughter speak those words, because that's not singing. Yeah. What do you say? That's degrading. Where did she get that, mama? Not for me. You don't think that was your example? <sighs> Not quite. I don't think so. But... Are you willing to be wrong about that? I am. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to do some work. Yes. Okay. For sure. After speaking with Angela, it is clear to me that Hazel's inappropriate behavior... Miss Hazel! Hi. ...is the result of growing up in the midst of trauma with an unstable foundation. In order to begin the healing process, Hazel must acknowledge where her anger comes from, and it is not from anything or anyone outside of her. How you doing? I am good. Good. Happy good, good, good. Happy to be here. Yeah? Yes. Why? I, you know, I have to tell you, Miss <laughs> Hazel, I, I'm, like, shocked that you would want to have a conversation with me. I probably would think I would be the last person you would want to talk to. Everybody thinks that I feel like some type of way towards actually not even black women, dark skinned women or women that are brown. Well, that's what and you said. Well, at those girls, at that moment, I had nothing else to say and I did a tasteless, classless remark that I should have knew better. Oh, this was the one. All these monkey looking dark butts coming for my pretty ass. Cause see, as a woman, Everything that comes out of your mouth is about other women. Mm -hmm. It's about all women. And that's where I went wrong because when I thought I was attacking or responding or clapping back at certain women, I offended two group of individuals that day as a community. I don't feel like I'm a monster, but it's, I feel like I'm kind of looked at like she's a little tyrant, like a little diva. Like, when did that part happen?
But when did it happen? I mean, I guess when I went on TV and acted as one. Yeah. But the whole title diva, as it's used very often, is the excuse people use to behave badly to get what they want. Mm. Have you behaved badly to get what you want? No. No? I don't think that I've compromised any of my morals to get what I want. Really? I feel that way. Well, maybe I should say, what do you want that you can get by popping your butt? Like many women, Hazel doesn't know what she wants because she doesn't know who she is. She grew up in conflict and is now living that conflict as inappropriate behavior. Change is always preceded by chaos, so the current chaos must mean that Miss Hazel is on a healing path. How would you like to see me out on the social media saying, pop my butt, pop, pop my butt? What would you say if you saw me, Yamla Van Zandt, doing that? What would you say? Honestly, I might think, like, what drug did she just take? Okay. <laughs> she took something to do that, because that's out Why? of character. <laughs> you do it. And I'm not comparing. I just want you to look at, maybe it's me. And just being so, my mom would say, lost. my sister, super lost. Lost, naive. I grew up very sheltered, so. Were you sheltered or were you silenced? Which one? I mean, it can't be both. Tell me about that. The silenced is you see something horrible going on. I as a saw. Kid. I saw something horrible going Which on. Which was? I see this man putting his hands on my mother, socking her out, punching her in her face, hitting me. He would beat you? Yes. Did your mother know that? Yes. Your mother knew? My mom knew. That was beating you? But my mom used to spank me and beat me, too. Why? Discipline. There is another layer to Miss Hazel's pain that she has yet to speak. Before we began filming, my producers had a conversation with her off-camera about a childhood trauma, a trauma that may help explain her inappropriate behavior. Talk to me about the sexual violation. That's, once again, something I wasn't supposed to talk about. Something you weren't supposed to talk about. No. By whose instruction was, was that? My mother. Your mother instructed you not to talk about your sexual violation. How old were you? Five. And it was a um, two-girl baby. So your sexual violation came at the hands of a woman? Yes. Tell me about your mom. And she told you don't tell anybody because why? My mom is just, to me, she's very conservative in her way of thinking. And she didn't even want anybody to know she was being abused. She would put so much makeup over that black eye before she would go to work, or so much red lipstick over her busted lip. So she, I feel like, wanted to image maintain an image. OK. And I had to fall in line. Say. <laughs> Just like me. My mom likes to maintain an image, and my, so do you. My mom likes to maintain an image, and so do I. Yeah, okay. But you learn that. Yeah. 
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Let's talk about foundation for a minute. Come with me. I want you to see something. This woman's foundation is broken. She grew up as Erica, who was abused and silenced throughout her childhood. And now, as Hazel E., she has nothing solid to stand on, so she lashes out in anger. But with this next exercise, I will support her in creating a new foundation. I wanted to bring you in here, what I call my legacy room. Because when we talk about foundation, this is what you stand on. These black women of all shades and hues. Ruby D. Yes. <laughs> do you know what those women had to do so that you could even be on television? That's your foundation. You never heard Ruby D call another black woman out her name. Hattie McDaniel, Cecily Tyson, Septa McClark and Rosa Parks, do you know what they did? Do you have any idea? They stayed on that bus. Rosa okay. did. What did Septima do? I, I don't know. You need to know your foundation. Pearl Bailey, do you know who she is and what she did? Yeah. And yet you call yourself an entertainer? No, ma'am. I want you to come over here, and I want you to read these lyrics to Dorothy Dandridge. Go ahead, read those to her. Oh, man, it would be embarrassing. Read them to her. Pop my butt, pop, pop my butt. Pop my butt, pop, pop my butt. Do you know what pop my butt meant to Harriet Tubman? Do you know what that meant? It meant a whip. It meant a whip to her. Rosa Parks sat on the bus. Read that to her. <laughs> Go ahead. Everything I want, I have. Really? Everything I want, I have. You know what she wanted? A seat on a damn bus. Sit down, she was tired. Yeah, and you sing that. And what are you talking about? Go ahead, tell her what you're talking about when you say it. But I turn, I turn up where I'm at because I'm a frost bitch, I'm a frost bitch. I pay the cost to be the boss bitch. Oh, you telling Sojourner Truth you the boss bitch? Really? So am I to understand you'll do whatever pays, even if it means dishonoring and disgracing your foundation? That's what I said. That's what you said. It does sound like I will do anything for a buck, you know? When did your identities become distorted? The foundation was always rocky. I never got to stay stable in one place too long. You know, we could be packing up our bags and moving out in the middle of the night, and I don't even get to say bye to my friends. Why in the middle of the night? The middle of the night would be because we'd be getting away from doing everything like 
you know, move in silence so he doesn't know this is disrespectful. We don't want him, we don't want him to kill my mom or me or. How many times did you have to do that? Numerous. What does she teach you about being a woman? Think of it this way, close your eyes and think of it this way. What my mother taught me about being a woman is complete that. What my mother taught me about being a woman is, she taught me about my pocketbook, my purse, my jewel, and how it's supposed to be sacred. And if it was the most precious diamond in the world, you wouldn't just give it to anybody. That's what she taught you about your? My body. Okay. That you weren't supposed to give it to just a, stay in there. Stay in there. Because if I were to say to you, in there is home, but I don't get a sense that you were safe at home. It's okay. I'm gonna come closer to you, okay? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Come, speak that. Speak that. But it's not her fault. Now, th listen, no excuses. I'm talking about your experience. I really don't care about her right now. I really care about you. Yeah, because you wear it. You wear that hurt and that trauma. Home wasn't a safe place. Speak that. Speak that. It was not for me. Yeah. And it didn't have nothing to do with your color, baby. See, one of the reasons that you reach out for the money, for the attention, for the everything, is because you don't have it in here. You gotta grow it in here, and then you'll attract what you need and want and desire. And each one of these women worked from the inside out. You're working from the outside in. Pain buried alive does not die. It grows more and more toxic before erupting as bad or inappropriate behavior. For Hazel, she is repeating the pattern unconsciously taught to her by her mother, covering up her feelings and denying her pain. But today, she can learn how to do things differently. She can surrender the chaos, move through the internal conflict, and speak her pain. What I find very interesting, your daughter has a recollection of her moving many times at night. Are you aware or connected to how that impacted her. We had how many houses in Colorado? I lived on base. Then I moved from on base into a, a townhouse. Mm -hmm. And then I, that I bought. The issue here, We moved mama, three times. The issue here, mama, times. is not where you moved to and where you moved from. That's not the issue. The issue is instability. Mm -hmm. But they were moving up. We were mama, moving up. Mama, have you ever made a space for your daughter to share with you her experience of what you created in her life? Probably not. Yeah. Are you aware that your daughter was sexually violated as a child? Did you know about that? Mm-mm. The black girls. Girls? Wait a minute. Okay, now they black. Did they do it because they was black? In my brain, that's what I go back to. Were they dark skin? Ah, with Miss Hazel's revelation, I now see that her behavior towards dark-skinned black women is the result of the trauma she suffered when she was just a little girl. Unspoken trauma that is etched deep into the fibers of Erica's soul. Do you remember her telling you that? I may have, but you know, that is... That is what? For me, that's a long time ago. You are just totally unaware of what you do. 
somebody violated your baby girl and you trying to figure out where you live. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I handled it. But you told me you didn't even remember. But I didn't remember. How don't you remember that your daughter that popped my ass, bust my pussy, wasn't sexually violated? How the hell you don't remember? I didn't. That's a problem. I didn't know how to handle it as a young woman. I get that. I'm watching it. I'm watching it happen. I didn't know. And I thought it was Just my like fault. Just like me. I thought... But now, all of these years later, when you look back, what have you learned? Because you're doing the same thing right here and right now. I try now. not to look back. I try to move forward. You know what? This is your back, baby. Mm-hmm. This is it. Your back is looking at you. You don't have mm-hmm. to look at it. Your back is looking at you. Mm-hmm. Your back is singing to you. Your back is showing you how you hold it in your heart as the depth of your failure. Nobody wants to get a D in parenting, but when we see how our children are behaving or how they're feeling and how they're showing up in the world, and when it comes time to hear those deep, deep issues, it's quite natural and normal that a parent will deflect. That means put it on someone else or defend. That means excuse what they do or deny that there is a problem at all. Today, we're gonna look at the real hard problems. Mama, how then are we gonna address the issue that your daughter doesn't feel you hear her? She um, doesn't feel heard by you. She doesn't feel affirmed by you. It was very interesting for me yesterday when I asked her about sexual violation. Mm-hmm. And she was very clear, came right mm-hmm. up. She mm-hmm. spoke about it. And then when I asked you, you said you had asked her and she never said anything. But then she reminded you, you said, oh, the girls? I I honestly do not remember. If that happened, I would think that that would be something so egregious that I would remember. See, I know nothing happens by chance. Chance, right. So I'm seeing, for me, Mm -hmm. the trauma of that, the guilt of that, the shame of that, the whatever it is of that, Mm has created in her this whole thing about color that she's now acting out. Mm -hmm. But where she's broken at is in here. Have you ever just said, I apologize? Have you ever apologized to her for exposing her to the violence that you experienced? No. Have you ever apologized to her for getting pregnant at 17? No, because I don't feel like I should say I'm sorry for. No, no, I didn't say. And we're not saying that you should say you're sorry. Mm -hmm. We're just apologizing for how your choice as a young Mm -hmm. girl Mm -hmm. impacted her. Right. If I could impart one skill to you, it would be five words or less. Yes, no, and that explanation that comes between it. Because in your speaking, you have a tendency to diminish and dismiss what's coming at you. Mm-hmm. No more explanations and apology for whatever. Because we talked yesterday about that 
deep heartbreak in there. So I'm going to get her, and I want to see if I can have a conversation with her as if you're not here. Okay. So that means you don't get to say nothing. Okay. Just listen. Got it. And even when she says things, take it in, see how it feels for you, and let me see if we can clean up some of this. Yes. Because it's showing up in the world, and it don't have to be. And it's showing up ugly. It's violent. Mm -hmm. So I want you to say hi to her. Hi. And then act like she's not there. Okay. Because I want to talk to you as if she's not here. So how was your night? Um, it was a little rough. Tell me why. A part of it was I just felt like I brought embarrassment or shame to my family or something by opening up their wounds or our family's past and That's because it. you know why you, you still feel that way? It's because nobody's acknowledged your pain of the experience or the difficulty of the experience. It's not embarrassment. You get a right to tell your story. And the fact that somebody might be embarrassed, that ain't your business. That's theirs. Those dark girls that your mother trusted, they betrayed her trust. And they betrayed your trust. And they abused their power in your life. Those little dark girls, that's who you're talking to. So when you call out gays or when you have those outbreaks or whatever they are, is it about today or is it about back then? Do you know? It's so funny because I only have spot memories of mostly trauma and like the one or two encounters with my dad, which was one at my grandma's house and two at his funeral. And that's the only two memories I have of him. And I have this memory and that memory. But you have a memory of a man saying to you, but you're not my daughter. You have that memory. Definitely. And who did you get to talk to that about? Only my mom. So how do you respond today when you feel you don't have a voice? I do. I act out of, I, I act a, a raging lunatic fool. I don't, there's not, there's not, last night in the thought process, I was like, there's no middle with you. Like, why is it either you shut up and you just hold it in? And Which I, is what you were trained to do. Right. Or, and then you take in so much and then you just black out and explode and, it react with violence. In rebellion to what you were trained to do. It's like there's no middle ground. There's you're no either middle. here or you overcorrect. Oh, I'm not gonna be silent. I'm not gonna take I'm this laying it. And then, but you because you've never been trained how to speak your truth and stand in it with love and compassion. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Well, what did you do bad? in the world that you should be attacked by so many people. I said some tasteless, nasty, hurtful remarks that offended not one, but two community of people that I don't even feel that way about. Yeah. I was just angry at these individuals and it offended everybody when that was not the intent. Like, I wasn't mad at all black. How am I mad at black women? I'm black women. Like, did y'all forget that I was a black woman here? Like, Why? Because two black women, dark-skinned black women, took your little yellow butt and made you do nasty things to another little girl, and you never got to speak about it. Mm. And because you felt like a mistake. And when you feel like a mistake, you will make mistakes.
you learn to be silent about it. I know I was definitely taught to cover it up with makeup. Yeah, silenced. It wasn't her intention based on who she was and the information she had at the time, but that doesn't override your heard about it. You get to be heard about it. You get to be sad about it. More important, Erica, you get to know it. You act like you don't know what you know. You gotta be able to know the truth. That's just a little help I got mm -hmm. for you. Your mother, she's here now. Remember a few words. I just want to apologize to you for making you feel like a mistake, because you're not. What did you hear your mom just say? Does it regret me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> you yeah. never have. Yeah. I apologize for picking a father that I didn't know and that I didn't love, for choosing a who sexually violated you and not keeping you safe from all of it. Take it in. How are you feeling? What's happening? For me, it feels liberating. Brain. See all the stuff you hear when you shut up and don't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to take you all to another experience mm -hmm. where we can really look at how we invalidate each other as women and why and how we hook it on things like mm -hmm. skin tone and hair texture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Hazel's social media outbursts are part of a pattern of internalized racism that often rears its head in our community. And so, for this final exercise, I have invited some of Erica's peers from the entertainment industry to talk about their experiences with colorism so that she can see just how damaging her behavior has been. Thank you all for coming so much. I want us to have this conversation because I think it's a huge conversation among women of color. Yes. This colorism, which I've learned is a form of internalized racism. Mm -hmm. The way that we invalidate ourselves and sometimes each other. So I really wanted to talk about how we've experienced it. So let's have the conversation. Coffee over here, cream <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh my God. Talk about, as a coffee girl, what you've experienced personally and from your lighter skinned sisters. Well, for, for me, my lighter skinned sisters growing up, I always felt some type of inferiority. I did. Mm. I didn't feel like I was good enough. And especially growing up in the South, the boys mm -hmm. would always like light-skinned girl with the good hair. So I didn't feel like I had enough to get the cute guys. What's been your experience? I was always told, you're the milkman's baby, or you can't be my friend. So I felt like an outcast. And I would get 
in fights, literally, with brown-skinned girls that I never even knew their names. Wow. Give your sister a hug, and then we're gonna, we gonna go another way. Just as racism is taught, so is colorism. Angela's experience growing up as a light-skinned black girl is very similar to her daughter Hazel's experience as a light-skinned black girl. Hazel's mother spent her life fighting, just like Hazel. It's an often untold story that is far too common in our community. What has been your experience as a lighter-skinned sister? So I remember at like the height of my career where everybody was like, oh my God, you know, you were in this movie, you got this opportunity. And I was hanging out with these, you know, really popular producers and me and my friends, we had been hanging out with them at the club. So they're like, oh yeah, we about to take this party to the house. Right. And so we were all excited. If you get invited back to the house, then yeah, you yeah, know, you this is you the in crowd. <laughs> yeah. So we pull up to the gate, call my friend and see what's up. So I called him, I was like, hey, what's up? We're outside. He's like, hey, who do you have with you? I said, oh, you know, my friends, the ones I was with at the club. Yeah. He was like, oh, well, two of them are too dark. And I'm on the phone and I'm like, what do I do in this moment? Mm -hmm. I'm so embarrassed. Right. What do I tell my friends? These are my friends. Right. What do I tell them? Right, right, right. To this day, I can never look at those people the same. No, right. And I see them all the time. Mm. And I just was so insulted by that. Even though it wasn't directed towards me, it hurt me. Yeah. We love you and accept you. Well, you don't have to hide anything from us. We can handle it. So you don't have to carry that. If you said that to me, I'd have been like, yeah, them guys, let's go wherever. I thank you for that. Give your sister a hug. Yes. Thank love you. you. Oh, thank you. For sure. Every woman of color has experienced colorism in some form or another. For Erica, my prayer is that by hearing these stories, she can change her behavior and stop spreading hatred with her words because her voice matters. She matters. So I want you to just kind of take a look there for mm -hmm. a moment. And I want you to offer her this. Mm -hmm. You hurt me. Mm -hmm. Tell her. You hurt me. You took it back to the brown paper bag rule. And I just thought that it set us back. It just didn't add up to me, Erica. You know, it just, it just didn't add up. It was so tacky. It was tacky. It's tacky. And it was hurtful to a lot of women. Okay. You know? Hold that, look at her, and tell her, you hurt me. You hurt me. Tell her why, how. Tell her what they said to you. I was never in the field picking cotton. I wouldn't know. I've had privileges that you wouldn't understand what I've gone through because you're not dark skin. You're light, bright, and damn near white. And That's what they said to you, mm -hmm. yeah. It's a cellular memory. It's an historical, generational, ancestral tool of division and separation. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That you got to be closer to the massa and that big house, yep. and we had to stay, stay out in, in the, the fields. fields. But you in the big house, you just got raped faster. Yes. He had to come out back to get us, okay? But we was all got. And that's how I felt when you first said, why would I come speak to you? It's because I would've got got too. What are you talking about? I don't feel that black women look like apes, gorillas, monkeys. That's Well, then not don't allow yeah. that poison to spill forth from your spirit and your mouth. And I did it. I let them go 
that low to me that day that I spewed such hatred? Well, no. No, Let's it was tell the truth. Okay. You hadn't healed some experiences that you had had with dark-skinned women. So you were holding that inside. So when the attack came from the outside, they got their attack and your unhealedness. And that just makes it incumbent upon us to keep our stuff healed mm -hmm. and to keep ourselves healed. I always healed. say the hardest part about healing is finding out that you're not. And that was a moment when you saw that you weren't and that you were still hurting from stuff that happened since you were five years old. That's what we're trying to get away from. That's what we're trying to escape, is, is colorism. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's the human race. So, <laughs> as a brown-skinned, dark chocolate sister, Erica, real talk, real talk, the woman I'm sitting in front of is not the same woman that wrote that message on, on, on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, I know. I love you. Thank you. And I'm sorry you wouldn't do that. No, I hope you can stay in touch. I'm a fan and I just appreciate you. Thank you. I mean, because you were killing me. Thank you. Sit right there Thank for me. Thank you, miss. Yeah, you go oh. in the middle on the chocolate side. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you know now about your sisters or what you've experienced differently. Knowing that I did hurt not just those girls, but brown girls around the world. I have a responsibility. You do. You have a responsibility to Ruby D. You have a responsibility to Harriet Tubman. You have a responsibility to Dorothy and to Septima and to Rosa, whose blue veins were shining through her arms when she took that seat on that bus. They are the reason. They are the reason we sit here. When Della and Gladys and, and, and Pearl and had to walk in the back door of a theater so that we could get on there today in a thong, that's who you open your mouth for. You matter. You matter. Forgive me and my generation for the things we forced you to be silent about just to keep us safe and comfortable for the ways we taught you to sell yourself for acknowledgement and recognition. Forgive me. Tell me what you know now that you didn't know when you got here. Well, one, that I matter. Oh. We found out through this process today, I have a voice. Somebody that I watch on TV that I She flew like. from California, and so did she. Thank flew God. across the country. Me. Why not? You're their sister. You have sisters. You do. You have sisters out in the world. And now we're going to hold her accountable, yes? Oh, yeah. We all going to do better. We always. Thank everybody. Come on. <laughs> this was a common story, a story of a pattern and a pathology of little girls who are silenced, little girls who make up personalities and identities to cover their pain. And those personalities and identities then take over their lives and behave in ways that have nothing to do with the truth of who they are. It is my hope that with Erica's new voice, with her new sense of self, she can now stand with her sister women and uncover positive ways to be seen and heard. 
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?